Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to talk game of the week, if not the year. Ten and two Eagles, nine and three Cowboys this Sunday night. Good morning to my two favorite Cowboy haters, Richard Sherman and Keyshawn Johnson. Haters because we try to bring some sort of order and responsibility to your brain. But we hate logic. Good luck to both of you. Uh, by the way, we will get to Shaq Leonard choosing Eagles over Cowboys in just a couple of minutes here. But right now, you guys are both picking the Eagles to win this game, even though I don't know how the Cowboys are three and a half point favorites at Jerry World. Go figure. So I really need both of you to please explain to me why and how the Eagles are better than the Dallas Cowboys because I'm sorry I just can't see it Richard please you first well Skip you got to be blind because they've already beaten you so I don't I shouldn't have to explain it because you've already seen it for your own eyes but that's the delusion of Dallas Cowboys fans even when you see the truth even when you see a team clearly better than you clearly beat you you for some reason choose to ignore it and and create your own alternate reality they have beat you. They beat you when you out-yarded them, when, when Dak Prescott played an unbelievable game, when C.D. Lamb played an unbelievable game, 11 for 191. Unbelievable. You were hitting on all cylinders, and you still took the L, Skip. And so they sacked Dak Prescott five times in that game. I would expect the same for this game. I, I, I'd expect their offense to actually be better than it was. Um, they were pretty inefficient. That game, uh, their defense was was porous that game and allowed your offense to move up and down the field. So I expect them to be better. And so that is why I have them winning this game. Skip, they have already beat you. So I don't have to go too far. I could literally show you video of them winning a game. Interesting, but illogical. Can you try Keyshawn? Um, I, don't think, I don't think I need to try. I think it's self-explanatory, Skip, yeah. about where Philadelphia is and where the Dallas Cowboys are. Um, when you look at, obviously, the records, whatever, one game behind, have an opportunity to maybe get it even if they can beat them this Sunday. But when you look at something that we continue to point out that's glaring to me, and it mm. matters to me, and mm. it matters to many people mm. as we continue to talk about the Dallas Cowboys as we move into the next generation of future where they would be at the end of the year, they haven't beaten anybody. Mm. Okay, they beat Seattle. Barely. And Seattle's not a great team. Seattle came, was coming in with a banged-up offense. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback was hurt. 
They said he was healthier, he was better. He put 35 on your defense. He was just fine. Okay, they cooked the corner in Bland. Mm -hmm. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they've beaten the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bills. And as Richard said, they already beat you despite you gaining all the yardage and all of this. 173 yards in the fourth quarter to their three. Mm. Oh, I get all that. You still lost the game. So now they've been battle-tested. They know how to respond when they're battle-tested. Mm. You don't know how to respond. Mm. If they score, I'm going to use your words, if, if, I'm going to continue to do that, if for some reason they go up 14-0 against the San Francisco 49ers instead of 6-0, which basically spotted the 49ers one point, because as I said to you the other day, mm. you're up by one when somebody is 6-0. to You mm. automatically assume I'm going to score a touchdown, kick a PAT, I'm mm. up by one. Mm. So when I look at this, they're better in a lot of different phases than you guys are. I think their secondary as a group is better. I think their front seven as a group, despite the yardage, is better because when they need to close it out, they close it out. The other day against the 49ers, three, 13 days and what was it, three games and 13 days while the Niners had 10 days rest, much like the Cowboys will have. They have a 10-day rest because the last time we saw them, obviously, was against Seattle on that Thursday night. But when I look at it as a whole, they also pick up some guys that will help them along the way. We'll get into Shaq Leonard and, and Kevin Bayer that they picked up they several did. weeks ago Gives to you that. get them even stronger. Mm -hmm. So when I look at it, the fact that they've been battle-tested, mm. and you yet to be battle-tested, mm. gives the edge to them for me. Mm. You may disagree with that, but they did beat you last time y'all played each other. Mm. They did. And to both of your points, my team went to San Francisco and lost 42 to 10. And we just saw a similar annihilation at the hands of the 49ers, albeit in Philadelphia. So we lost at San Francisco. Philadelphia lost at Philadelphia about the same way, shape and form that we got destroyed at San Francisco. All right. It is now my turn. This show, as both of you well know by now, is about first guessing, not second guessing. So I have first guessed the Philadelphia defense. I have been on the record since late last year as saying it's way overrated. It is gettable and ultimately it is torchable. And Keyshawn doesn't want to hear this, but the Philly defense last seen in Dallas, Texas, gave up 40 to my team, gave up 40. Jalen Hurts did not play for the other team, but Jalen Hurts does not play safety or corner or linebacker. He plays quarterback. Gardner Minshew had a really good day that day, and you can say that's on your Cowboy defense, and you got me on that one. But Dak Prescott threw another party on the Eagles defense, 40 points he put up on Christmas Eve of last year. Now we come to this year, and as I see it right now, I think these stats are correct. I don't think I'm embellishing. I don't think I'm exaggerating. I'm definitely not lying about this. The Philadelphia Eagles ranked 24th in points. 24th in points allowed? Are you kidding me? The Philadelphia Eagles are the worst defense in all of pro football in allowing third down conversions. The Philadelphia Eagles defense over the last five games 
have allowed the opposition to outgain the Philadelphia Eagles offense. So that's five straight games, including if we go back two games, it took overtime. But Josh Allen and company went into Philadelphia and rang up 505, 505 yards. That, yeah. That's that's a lot of yards. And it's Kevin Byard played in that game last that's three, night. That's three games for a wow. lot of teams. Okay, wow, that's a lot of yards. And then just this past Sunday, after the first quarter in which Philly came out on fire and somehow held San Francisco to minus six yards in the first quarter, in the final three quarters, this Philadelphia Eagles defense allowed 462 at home in three quarters. 462 and three quarters? Are you kidding me? Not to mention if we go back a few games to the visit of the Dallas Cowboys and a stat I keep throwing at both of you guys, in the fourth quarter alone, my quarterback, Dak Prescott, now right in the, the middle of the MVP debate, he threw for 173 yards in the fourth quarter alone. Jalen Hurts threw for three yards in the fourth quarter alone. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm-hmm. you got to stay in bounds. I've seen this commercial. I don't know who's in it. Some guys keep saying, you got to stay in <laughs> bounds. You got to stay in bounds. Two guys, two guys, I think I've seen those guys somewhere. You got to stay in bounds. Dak Prescott did not stay in bounds on a two point try, and it crushed my team because those became mathematically two crucial points in, at the end of the game. And obviously, my rookie tight end caught a pass at the goal line on a play that should have gone to my veteran tight end, but it didn't. It went to the rookie out of Michigan, a second-round pick, but his knee came down one inch from the goal line, or we're having a different conversation. That's how close my team came to winning at Philadelphia. Meanwhile, in the biggest picture, I'm going to remind both of you guys, this game on Sunday night will not be played at the link in Philadelphia. There'll be no big dom on the sideline protecting the Eagles this time. This one's at Jerry World, where my Cowboys have won 14 straight. Think about that. 14 in a row at home by an average score of 37 to 18. It's hard to score 30-plus points in any single game in this National Football League, let alone to go 37 a game for 14 straight games at home. 14 and 0. We even got past the Jinx game. We've won 13 in a row because we rose and shone late against Seattle. I think Seattle's very good. I think Richard thinks Seattle's very good because he thought Seattle was going to win the game. So let's not discredit Keyshawn, Me the Seattle. Seattle. Skip, skip. He's going to pick skip. Skip. Seattle just because of the weak schedule that you've had. So that's why you you bloated your points. Your defense hadn't played anybody. They got 35 put on them in that same stadium that you're mm. talking about, Jerry's World, by mm. offense that hadn't scored a touchdown in seven quarters. Mm. So they scored seven. They, they, a defense, your O-line hadn't given up a sack in three games. They gave up four to a defense that isn't known for a sack in a quarterback very much. Mm. So, Skip, none of those stats are really relevant. You talk about this defense that's torchable. Well, your offense played them. They put up a paltry 23 points. So you all this high flying. Oh, we score so many points and we we 37 and a half. You didn't score 37 and a half against them. 
you scored 23. So this 24th ranked defense in, in the scoring, you did you scored 23. So you could say whatever you want, Skip. We have actual empirical evidence to show your team did not achieve those things against this opponent. And they rarely ever do against opponents with winning records. The first time they did, the Seattle game. So right now, that's still an aberration. That's still an outlier because you do not do it in, in, against competent teams. You got blown out by Seattle. You got beat by by the Eagles. And you keep saying, we almost got there. We almost got there. Okay. If this happened, if that happened, if, 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 if Bayless strikes again, mm. and he's going to continue to strike because you're going to say the same thing after this game. No. You're going to get beat, and then you're going to say, if this would have happened, if the ball would have bounced, I, I mean, I, I, when did the excuses stop? I mean, it, it, you, you no lose, excuses. and it's excuse. No. It sounds like you guys got all the excuses because it's all patsies. It, it, it's all little sisters of the poor. How's that excuses? All, that's that's real. That's reality. Really? If I learn nothing on this show, yeah, I'm going to certainly, thanks to Richard Sherman, expand my vocabulary. You know, because he threw some <laughs> words out there. I, I'm like, huh? Mm. Imperial what? <laughs> yeah, Imperial Highway. That, yeah, that was a different one. Down by the airport. I know, I know that one, but the one <laughs> yeah. he threw out there. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, hold on, Richard. Yeah. Uh, but Skip, here's what I would say. Yes, she won 14 games at home. but No big deal. No, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. But you played the likes of the New York Jets, the New England Patriots. Wait, the Jets have a top five defense, I thought. No? If, if you don't stop. Well, that's what everybody tells That's what it you told me. It was week two of the season. Huh. You went in, you played against a quarterback that now is making a decision on whether or not he even wants to play quarterback in New York anymore. <laughs> you play against the Rams. The, the Rams are looking pretty hot right now. Uh, again, Matthew Stafford is playing at a high level. At, at the moment we knocked time, him out of the game. The moment in time that y'all played them, the Rams are hot garbage. Mm. And essentially, they're not going anywhere. They're not. They're just not, Skip. So mm. let's stop that right now, right here and there. Who can no, no good? I don't and, know. And here's, and here's how I know the Eagles are a better football team than you mm. guys in Dallas, Skip. Because Shaq Leonard made a decision mm -hmm. to go with a team that he looks at and says, there's opportunity for, both, for me to play on both teams. They need me in the worst way. Oh, well, there you go. They I think you just me. made my case. No, 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 no. Both teams need me in the worst way. No, we but, don't need them but, at all. We're good. So why did you court him? And why did he say hold off? I'm going to wait you, well, no, rather than jump I, into it I, I don't and sign with y'all. He said, I'm going to see yeah. what happens in Philadelphia yeah. because this team is better and has a better opportunity to finish the deal. So, therefore, I'm going to join the Philadelphia Eagles. Because that they helps need me, me a lot more than that, the Cowboys That helps did. me determine which team is better just based on that solely alone, mm. that he is going to join the team that he thinks has an opportunity to go further. You may not see it that way from a fan standpoint, but as a player, no, when you are looking to finish the deal and get a ring, yeah. you pick a team that you think is going to get you a ring. No, you pick a place where you think you can play. He, he was going to play in Dallas. He, gonna play in place. Place. he was going to play in either place. He was going to play in either spot. Will you preach to him for me, Sherm? Will you let Skip yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, that's why you, you haven't been really good. You got 35 put on him. That's why you brought him in. That's why you paid the money for his first-class fight in his hotel room, mm -hmm. and you hoped he wouldn't leave the building. I hope he said, hey, let me see how this 
Let me see how this plays out. Let me see both sides. Let me see both teams go visit yeah. both organizations. Okay. And he determined the Philadelphia Eagles were the better organization and team he wanted to play for. I don't know how, but we're still fourth in points allowed. That That's top five. You, you know why, though, yeah. Skip? Because you played, we they, played the Giants finish twice. It, finish yeah. it for me, Richard. Finish it for me, Because you played the Giants twice. Yeah. You played Carolina. You, you, you played the Jets with Zach Wilson. So much I mean, trouble. you want to continue? Yeah, yeah, New England Patriots. Yeah, hey, yeah. The, the, the L.A. Chargers held the New England Patriots to less points than you did. They yeah. held them to zero. Y'all held them to three. They scored three more points against the Dallas Cowboys going to defense than they did the L.A. Chargers. Skip, your team is incomplete. You can see the weaknesses you saw right. in this game. They threw the ball up and down the field. Gino was almost a perfect passer rating. His, Q, his QBR was 91. Skip, yeah, yeah, against your vaunted I've never 91. seen him hotter in his life. He played the game of his 91 life. 91 played with a bum elbow. And they lost. 91 yard. 91. And all I heard from both of you guys for four straight Eagles games was, give them a break. They won. Well, so we did an Eagles I, on I, Seattle, we, we played an Eagles game. You, we did exactly what the Eagles you, have been doing for four straight you, games you, until their luck they, ran out. Skip, you won. Yeah, but we made four same, big fourth down plays, but three in the last in all quarter. Due, in all due respect to Richard and Seattle, Seattle was not at the same level as Miami. They're not no, at the same level. Not. They're just not. Yeah. When I, I look at the team, they're not at the same level as Kansas City. Mm. They went into Kansas City and won. You don't want to give the Eagles credit. That's fine. That's, that's you. I look at it and say they played against better competition. They are battle-tested. Mm. Where you're not. Well, we got battle-tested against Seattle. That was the big takeaway right, from you, the game, right? Uh, okay, you got yeah. battle-tested. Okay, so just because we played nobody, somehow we're averaging the most points of any team in the league. We're at 32.3. We're actually ahead of Miami, but we played nobody. Would you believe that we're number one in the league in average time per possession, per drive? Yes, I can believe I that. Would, I would, I would believe that. Well, yeah, I can believe that. Because That's you really played against good. nobody. Thank you. Oh, Imagine Richard playing JV teams nobody. for half the season. Huh. And we're fourth overall in turnover differential, which I can is believe the magic that. number. Your plus quarterback eight, because we played nobody. Your, your quarterback doesn't two. turn it over. Yeah. Zach Wilson and company turns it over. Mm-hmm. Zappy and, and, and Mac Jones, yeah. they turn it over. Yeah. Matthew Stafford. Turns it over. I, I believe those sort of things. That's why you are where hey, you're hey, at. Key, key. They played most the the top teams picking in the top six of this draft. You played all of them. Skip minus one. You played five or six of them, and one of them you played twice. Mm. Teams that are going to pick top five in the draft next year. So I'm sure you're proud of it, Skip. Yeah. But that's why this they, mentality, this are attitude. They still in the you NFL, have, those teams. I think they are. Right. I mean, the, the I guess technically, Skip, better. but, they are, but Skip. When, when that's your standard, yeah. Skip, then that's why you're home. That's why you go home in January, Skip. I, you I don't have know. any February plans. You can book your plans for February, Skip, because they won't be in Vegas because of your mentality and your team's mentality against these teams. Oh, we're going to feed on these. Yum, yum, yum. You're going to yeah. get fooled by January 15th, yeah. 16th. And then you'll be watching from the couch. Here's what I, 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 just, I want to remind ahead, you. We, we went to the Giants on opening night when everybody thought they were going to be a playoff team because they were last year Don't and care. won a playoff game. And we Don't beat them care. 40 to nothing on Sunday night football yeah. at their place. That's firepower. That is explosive. Wait till I tell mess. you what San Francisco did yeah. to you. Yeah. And then Bill Belichick, whose team has been playing really good defense but no offense, you both picked mm-hmm. – New England coming to Dallas. And I'm like, seriously, you're picking New England? 
We hung 38 mm-hmm. on Belichick's defense. Nobody has done that this year. We what, hung 38 what, yes, because we're the most did, explosive team in teams football. Teams that did it multiple times. Yeah. Literally the next week, a team beat them 37 to 3. You mentioned two teams that have mm. losing records, big dog. Mm. You literally just mentioned two teams that had New losing, won two losing, games. losing records. And, and you picked them to beat That's Dallas. A, and, and I picked them yeah. because I can't stand when you do this. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I cannot stand. Yeah, it drives put, me put nuts. I, I, I want to know how, how about both this, of you Skip? are going to stand doing the show on Monday when Skip. you're out of excuses because your, your excuses gonna, are about Skip. to run out. You, you realize? I, give you, I, don't, I don't have to run out of excuses. When, when you got up on, on the show after San Francisco 49ers dog walked your team and set their starters in the fourth, Skip, mm-hmm. and showed yeah. you that your team has no place and they're nowhere near the stratosphere of this team, mm-hmm. you still sit here on this show and say you think you can beat them. So if I, that is in delusion and, and, and insanity for you. I don't know what is. So, again, Skip, I would like wait, to wait put a, a dinner. Want, put your money where your mouth is. I, wait, Tell you, me you your team. You owe me two dinners already. I think you right. owes so me put three. Two, no, I owe so, you two So dinners. put two dinners to, don't, don't on your that. team you paid getting past off. the yeah. divisional yeah. round. Okay. All right. Yes, yes I, owe, get, I owe two you two. Richard, how do you explain how my team went to San Francisco in a game that really counted, a playoff game just last January, still in 2023, and held Brock Purdy's vaunted attack to 19 points? Look look, look, look how proud you are of a loss, Skip. You're talking about a rookie seventh-round pick. And you're so impressed that you took a L in his first playoff game. In his first playoff game ever, he beat you. That's what's crazy. You're so proud of a rookie, seventh round, mystery relevant. You walked into his stadium and walked out with a running it up on everybody. Are you kidding? Now he ran. Guess what? And the second time around, guess what he did? He mud stomped your team. Mud stomped. 42 to 10. But in the playoff game, he didn't mud stomp. We we mud stomped him. He was a rookie. We held him under 200 yards passing. You didn't mud stomp him. You lost. You lost to a rookie seventh rounder. Because my quarterback (laughs) threw it to you guys twice. Twice in the first half. And we almost climbed out of the hole. He didn't throw it to your team. My quarterback had receivers running open the whole second half. And this throw after throw. Can I ask you a question, throw. though, Skip? That was in the playoffs, right? Throw after yeah. throw after throw. That was last season yeah. at the end, yeah. divisional yeah. round in San Francisco. Uh, yes, it was. Why are we focused on that? Well, I'm just we showing should, you we, we did be, that when it mattered. We, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. What are you talking about? You lost. Well, okay, but and we held him to 19. Well, don't tell me we so, didn't do so, anything. <laughs> And by the way, we, we do have this guy named Micah Parsons. Does Philly have Micah Parsons? I don't see one. What did he do in that playoff game? What did he do against Philly last time? I'm going to say one, two things here, Skip. You <sighs> said you did it when it mattered. Well, you lost. You didn't yeah. matter. Okay. It mattered if you won. Is my quarterback playing better than he ever has? He, your quarterback is certainly playing really good football. He's been really out of his football. mind on fire. He's playing really good football. <laughs> yes, he is. Then if I fast forward from the divisional round yep. playoff game and I move it into this year, yep. as Richard said, they mud stump y'all. Mm. They okay. drug y'all around the corner me. five times. You got me, and then we they took beat off. You. We took right? off. Right? Yep. When you had an opportunity to revenge mm-hmm. yourself of mm-hmm. that defeat a yep. year ago. yeah. Unlike the San Francisco 49ers that had a chance to get revenge on the Philadelphia Eagles, Mm -hmm. they went into Philadelphia and handed them 
a can of you know what. Mm -hmm. You failed to do that last okay. time you yep. saw you got San me. Francisco yep. in the last time you saw when it mattered, mm -hmm. when it mattered, okay. the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So I don't know why you think all of a sudden it's going to change based on you being number one in this and number two yeah. in that and 173 yards in the fourth quarter. Well, we're not number two in those anything. Are we're empty, number one. Those are empty stats when you oh. lose, big dog. Oh. They just empty are. Stats. Well, oh. We're nine and three. I don't know. And is San Francisco nine and three? I don't know. I think we're the same record. And if we beat Philadelphia, we're going to be the same record. Sa we Sanford. have another dinner on who's going to win the division. Okay. I got Sa Dallas. Sa San Francisco has beaten Several powerhouse teams. They're playing at a high level. You admit this to me. Yeah. Have you beat any good teams? Seattle. I think Seattle's a good. really good team. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. You beat one. Okay. We're Have you to... beat multiple? No, nope, but we're about to okay. beat multiple in a row. Okay. In a row. Okay. And my final thought on this is I believe both of you in your heart of hearts know that I'm right about this. You see Dallas no, coming and you fear Dallas coming. I don't see I, anything I, I, and I don't fear anything. Here's I what I, here's what I see for Dallas. In person. Here's what I, I know I said I was going to stop, but here's what I see for Dallas. I see an opportunity mm. is what I see. So do I. Do, and I see opportunity. Yep. I've seen an opportunity every single year. Yep. That I stopped playing football mm. for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. And every single right. year. That opportunity fails. Yeah, you are correct. That's all I can go off of. Until, I can go off what I see. Until now. Okay. Until now. You told me this year ago. I heard you say it a year before that. The year before that. No, when Romo was quarterback you and I heard here. you say it. You when, I don't have to be here to oh, hear you. Okay. You know, there's certain things that's called news outlets that report <laughs> everything you say. Yeah. Yeah. Wade Phillips at 13 right. and 3. They're going to go. Eh. I can go on and on forever. Oh. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now it's your turn to respond to us. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Jay Senior. Skip, let those two, Sherman and Keyshawn, hate. Let our Cowboys make believers out of them and everyone else Monday morning. I'm waiting. Love you, Jerry. Okay. Call, call me hate all you want to. Yeah. Didn't you play for the Cowboys? Doesn't matter. I'm objective. I'm realistic in this situation. <laughs> You're not. I am. I'm very realistic. Ask Dak. Second tweet's from Derek. Skip, what you don't understand is the Cowboys are not on the same level as the 49ers with four exclamation points. Key and Sherm are spitting that. straight facts with two more exclamation points. Can I get a level check? Uh, I think the debate was about Eagles versus Cowboys, not 49ers. I will give you the 49ers have a slight edge as we speak. 42-point yeah. edge. Okay. Tweet number three, haters Keyshawn and Richard Sherman are back at it again, moving goalposts when it comes to Dallas. 
Richard's still big mad. He saw his Seahawks get smacked in person. Get what happened smacked. to a win is a win is a win is well, a get win. Smacked. They won. They lost by six points and scored oh. 35 points. They scored more points in this game than oh. they had in the previous three, four oh. games combined. Pretty you know, much. I, I mean, it's so night. funny, man. When you do television and radio and talk about sports, people hear what they want. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody's hating on the Cowboys. Oh, really? The fact that we're not just diving in like you. No yeah. matter what the situation is, we're hate. So crazy to me. Huh. It's bizarre. Yeah, nobody it wants to like, because they, they're delusional. Like, yeah, delusional like fans. Richard's turning into Ifrid Sherman, right? Ifrid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last night, Monday Night Football, Bengals at Jags. That game wound up being an overtime battle between backup quarterbacks. Not again. Of course, Joe Burrow was already gone, but with two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, Trevor Lawrence got stepped on by his offensive lineman Walker Little. Ankle got caught underneath him as he went down. They're saying it's just sprained, but we'll know more later today. Jags might have to rely Ooh. on C.J. Beathard for a while. Meanwhile, Bengals back up. Jake Browning did a pretty good Joe Burrow, going 32-37 for 354 as the Bengals won it in overtime to rise to 6-6 six and six and hang in the wild card hunt. So, Richard, what was your biggest takeaway from last night? I mean, Jake Browning played incredible. He did. I mean, we got a chance to watch him at Washington, the all-time Pac-10's all-time winningest quarterback yep. ever. And you know how many great quarterbacks have come out of that conference. Uh, so it was great to see him play well, get an opportunity, and take advantage of it. Um, it was really sad to see Trevor Lawrence go down. You know, you hoped it wasn't serious. Uh, but a high ankle sprain at this point of the year is probably season ending. He was playing a really good game. Um, it was a really good game in totality at that point. Uh, other than the Zach Taylor decision to to let Tyler Boyd throw a pass when Jake Browning was hot as fish grease, but um, yeah, I, I think this 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 gives the Bengals receivers and their offensive coordinator, even even their defense, a lot of confidence that they can go out there and win ball games with Jake Browning. I'm sure it gives him a ton of confidence. This this Jacksonville Jaguars defense have been playing really good. This team has been playing well. They were eight and three. Um, but I don't, I don't know what they're going to do at this point. Yep. Yeah, you, you look at Jake Browning last night, and he goes 32 or 37 for what, three, 354. 350, a couple mm -hmm. touchdowns? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's big-time football. It was. Right? And, and if it was Joe Burrow with those same numbers, we would be jumping up and down because many people expected this not to happen yep. for Jake Browning. I think if what Richard mentioned, Washington, the kid once upon a time threw 91 touchdowns in high school. Okay, his senior year. And he has high school, but he still threw 91 touchdowns. Folsom, That's a lot. California. Folsom, yep. California. Mm -hmm. So he knows how to play the position. Yep. In the National Football League, as I've always said, Skip, and I'll continue to say it, executives get the quarterback position wrong all the time. Actually, more often than not. But go that, ahead. That is correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that. Yep. You know, here's a kid that was the – Gatorade player of the year. He was everything. Mr. Everything in football. He goes to Washington. He's the all-time Pac-12 leader and the whole wins and the whole deal. Mm -hmm. But yet, still, he goes undrafted. And now he has to show people, when you surround me with T. Higgins and Boyd and Jamar Chase and Mixon, I can play this position. So when I was sitting there watching the game last night, I said to myself, which is, you know, a small sample size, obviously, only one game against a Jags team that's really good. He just made himself some money. 
Now, he is going to continue to play the rest of the year, but starting last night, he made himself some money because there's a team out there that's looking for a quarterback in the future. And if you evaluate him properly, you see he could play the position. He wasn't herky-jerky. He didn't look out of place. Even one scramble, he cut it back across the field. He cut cut it. He cut across the field, did everything he was supposed to do, got out of bounds. You sit there and you go to yourself, okay. Now, the flip side of things for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they got two of their top players injured in the game. Christian Kirk on the first play of the game, and then later on Trevor Lawrence with the offensive lineman stepping on his ankle, and the thing looked bad. I don't know, you know, obviously we don't know the extent of the injury, well, I'm sure we'll learn even more later on the day. But when you look at this, this team, had they not been behind, the Cincinnati Bengals hadn't been behind the eight ball so far behind the sticks, they too could have probably made a run with Jake Browning within the division. I mean, it's too late now, but I think early on, no, it's not. Eh, Baltimore. They're 500 right now. Yeah, but Baltimore ain't, Baltimore ain't they not letting up. They not letting up. Baltimore is there to stay. Cincinnati can make a wild card run. Cincinnati can still make a wild card run. There's no question. I'm just meaning winning the division. Hey, if they go on the road in a wild card game, I think they would take that all day long. Mm -hmm. No question about it. Yeah. Let me amplify what Key and Richard just said. First to Trevor Lawrence. You, You watch a player's body language when he gets hurt. Trevor Lawrence thought he was really, really hurt. He's slamming the ground. I thought something broke. I thought he knew something broke in his ankle or his lower leg. Didn't know for sure, but the leg awkwardly, as you point out, it got caught up underneath. He got tripped up because his offensive lineman stepped on him when he got shoved back into him. Trevor Lawrence has been a gamer in that he had not missed a start yet. He had the third most consecutive starts in, in the league to Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. So you you can't say that he's been in and out of the lineup because he hasn't. So when a guy like that goes down like that, and then we see him trying to go up the tunnel, he can put. I just want to ask you one thing, Skip. Where was the damn cart at? Why is he walking up the tunnel? I don't know. Where was the cart? I don't know. It looked like a cart situation. It it did. Okay, maybe he said no cart. I don't know. But the point is, to your point, it looked worse than what they said it it is, which is just a sprained ankle, as Richard said, if it's a high ankle sprain, it could be season ending. It could certainly knock him out down the stretch run. All right, so then we look at the Jaguars. They were in position last night going into that game to make a run at the one seed in the AFC. They were in a sweet spot with a team with its backup quarterback on Monday night football. First time they've been on in 20 years on Monday night football. You have to win that game. And Trevor did play all the way until two and a half minutes were left. And they're still in a dogfight with Cincinnati's backup quarterback who's playing out of his mind because your defense is not playing out of its mind. You, you have to play better than that, which brings me to Jacksonville. I don't know how you guys feel. I've just never been sold on them all year. I thought they had a chance to make a statement against the 49ers when both teams were coming off the bye and they got the 49ers at their place. And you know what happened? The 49ers went in and seek and destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we had that going on, and now we go to Jake Browning. So to your point, Keyshawn, he started 54 games at Washington. That's a lot of college starts because he started when he was a true freshman at Washington. He stayed through. He did not try to enter the draft, probably because he 
stuck his feelers, you know, his toe in the water and figured nobody's going to draft me anyway. I'm going to go back for my senior year. But he played at a very high collegiate level and went undrafted. And all of a sudden, he's looking like Cooper Rush did in Dallas when he won five out of six games as a starter. I think Cooper Rush is very good. Romo, Tony Romo predicted last year that Cooper Rush would get get his money, get a big deal to go somewhere and be starting quarterback. It did not happen, and I'm happy for it because he's still my backup quarterback. But Brock Purdy almost went undrafted, and he just might be the NFL's MVP this year. So you want to talk about some swings and misses? And I'm not completely sure about Jake Browning just yet, but off last night, that, that was a masterpiece on mon- on the Monday right. night stage. Yeah, t- typically though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Richard. Yeah, I mean, even even some of the misses that he were drops. I mean, you, there were there were two or three drops where it hit the receivers well, in the hands and he just let the yeah. ball go. Yeah, it's just the NFL quarterback evaluation process is flawed. I think they get so some coaches and some players. I mean, some GMs. I I apologize. Get so enamored with the top quarterbacks in the draft, and they say if you're not the top quarterback, then you'll you're just a backup, and you just get kind of buried. And some guys never get the opportunity to showcase their talents, even if they have talent. Like Brock Purdy may have never had the opportunity to showcase himself if Trey Lance doesn't get hurt and Jimmy Garoppolo yep. doesn't get hurt. Like Jake Browning never gets a shot if 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 he sits behind um, Joe Burrow the, his entire career. So. You know, I mean, sometimes it just sucks for guys because, you know, you get drafted, a guy gets drafted in the first round, he'll get every chance in the world to mess it up, and he'll never get a chance to show what he can do no matter how well he plays. So it's just one of those things. You know, Jake Browning may never be a long-term answer at the quarterback position in the yeah. National Football League, Skip. He may never be a starter. Maybe not. But what he, is, what he did show last night is he can play the position in the National Football League. With poise, under fire on the biggest stage. The New York yeah. Jets would love to have the, that. Oh, hey, If Jake Browning was on the New York Jets, they'd be a different they, team. Would Aaron Rodgers then seriously be trying to come back? Because Well, yes, because it would be a different yeah. team. And what, the reason I bring this up is because, much like Richard says, when you don't get the opportunity, when executives in the National Football League make their mind up and fall in love with the top guys, they dismiss everybody else. They just do. Okay, this this happened to Tom Brady. I could go on and on and on where they say, ah, well, he's just he's gonna be a lifetime backup. Then the opportunity comes. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, things look different. And yet the flip side is Zach Wilson was what, the number two pick in the draft, and they won't let go yeah. of him. They just can't they, they keep trying and trying. And I didn't like him before the draft, but there's no poise under fire. You, you, there's there's no consistent accuracy. You, you see the tangibles. You, you see the – he's got a nice arm, he's athletic, nice size, but he can't play the position. No, no. And, and, right. and, and the thing with Jake yeah. Browning is he put that on display for us to see last night. Now, whether or not he turns back into a pumpkin, probably not. I, I, I look at him more of a, a guy who right now is a really good backup yeah. that could potentially grow over time, maybe yeah. into a – starter, so to speak. He'll have plenty of time over the next six weeks to show that he can get an op- if he may get an opportunity to be somebody's starter in the future. Yeah, and may I add one last little point here? Jamar Chase is really good. I, I, I just <laughs> love watching him play because he is a flat-out baller. 
I, I didn't love him backing into the end zone. It's a little hot doggy after the long touchdown. But what? That's a Keyshawn. Skip, right? stop. Okay. You well, sound like an 80-year-old man no. that's oh, mad with did a newspaper you, you like sitting that? in the rocket did chair. Did you like that? He didn't do nothing but turn around. Just like, come on, Skip. But he was balling. I'm, I just said a good thing because – I'll take him over Justin <laughs> Jefferson. You gave him a backhand compliment. I did not. I gave him a fronthand compliment, and then I gave him a I, – I didn't love that. That's a key shot thing. It's Man, a key stop. shot thing. No, I didn't did hot you, dog. No, you, I didn't you never stop. stopped and backed Only in, in high school and junior college did I do things <laughs> like that, not in the pros. <laughs> okay. Been there, done that. No USC? Nah. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Hmm. Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, now tied for the best odds to win NFL MVP with Jalen Hurts a close second. Interesting. Richard Sherman, right here, right now. Your MVP is dot, dot, dot. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, Skip. Wow. I mean, I love Brock Purdy. I love the season Dak Prescott's having, but <clears throat> Tyreek Hill is doing something that's never been done. He's doing it as not a 6'4", 6'5", Megatron, Randy Moss. He's under six foot. He's really fast. He's really explosive, but he's doing something that has never been done in the history of this league, and he's doing it week in and week out as the number one guy, as a guy with the red dot, as Keyshawn says. Yep. And no, I mean, nobody can stop him. And so he's the best player on his team. <clears throat> I think if they get the one seed in the AFC, he wins it. I think he wins the MVP. I think he should win it. I love that it's, it, it could go to somebody else. Now, for quarterbacks, they always get it. But I feel like this year, if you're going to take it away from a guy breaking an NFL record, yeah. then it has to be a, a 45-50 touchdown season with 5,000 yards. And it doesn't look like any of those quarterbacks are on pace for that kind of season. They're on pace to have really good season, high, great touchdown to interception ratios like Dak is having, like Brock's having. And I, I love these quarterbacks. They're, they're doing a great job. They're playing fantastic football. But I think at the end of the day, Tyreek Hill is doing something really special that rarely has been done by a receiver. So I, I feel like he has wow. to be in it. 
I don't hate that choice. Go no, ahead. I, I don't either. I yeah. think I think he, Richard makes a strong case yep. for Tyreek Hill to be the league MVP. He is doing extraordinary things. He can't be stopped at times. There's no question about it. The problem that I have, though, with the Tyreek situation, the ball isn't in his hands. So it's out of his control. All of a sudden, that record-breaking pace that we're talking about, that 2,200 yards could just all of a sudden disappear because Tua decides to not have a good game. Or Tua decides they're going to – or McDaniels decide we're going to run the football a bunch. Whatever the case may be, it's going to be taken away from him because of that. So when I look at Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott, I've seen the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy and without Brock Purdy do the same things that they're doing now even though it may have been Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever the case, I've seen them operate this way. Strong defense, nice running game, plethora of receivers making plays. So I'm like, dude, I get it. He's playing good football, reminds you of some of the 49ers quarterbacks of old. There's no question about it. Then when I look at Dak Prescott, he's cooking. He's cooking, but he hasn't cooked in the right restaurant yet. And what I mean by that is <laughs> Buffaloes, Eagles, beating those teams. That's coming for him. Now, if he does that and plays this way, then he gets a nod up. I've seen Baltimore with and without Lamar Jackson. Mm. With Lamar, ridiculous. They went and got him some new weapons. They, Zay Flowers and company and OBJ and company, even without Mark Andrews, he's still cooking. Without mm. a strong running game, he's cooking. So when I look at it, you say right near here now, it's Lamar Jackson for me. It's Lamar, despite not having 5,000 yards passing, it's about the MVP, the most valuable player that is going to assert his team to a certain level, and I think Lamar's going to do that. I think Tyreek will too, but I just have my concerns because Tyreek has to deal with 11 people Ten on the field, one on the sideline calling the plays. Well, the ball is in Lamar's hands the majority of the time. Mm. Big difference. Mm. Keyshawn, you know full well you played what was called a dependent position. Absolutely. You are dependent upon all those mm -hmm. other 11, 11, 11. 11 people. 11. Okay. I do love that Richard is giving love to Tyreek because he so deserves it. And yes. I think – He'll deserve it more as we go down the stretch. I hope he doesn't deserve quite so much the day that Dallas visits Miami, but we'll see about that because nobody has been able to contain him. He will not win this award because I just think the voters will always prefer the quarterback position because they'll say it's a harder position. It's a more valuable position to play than receiver is in the end. And it will always be a quarterback award, maybe a running back award, but never a receiver award, I don't think. Maybe Tyreek will, will take the league over down the stretch until finally he, he will just scream MVP until you can't ignore him anymore. But now we get down to what Keyshawn just broke down between Dak and Brock. The numbers are, are virtually the same, except that Dak slightly ahead in touchdown passes because he leads the league in touchdown passes, but it's only 26 to 23 for Brock. Interceptions are the same at 6 to 6. QBR is dead even between the two of them. 
Brock is slightly ahead in completion percentage because he's he's two tenths of a percent ahead because he's leading the league at 70.2 to Dak's 70.0. Okay, so it's just 50, 50, 50, 50 down all the way down. I will give you this. San Francisco is averaging 137 rush yards a game, which takes a little pressure off Brock. My team's at 117, so it's 20-plus yards rushing a game for San Francisco, which gives Brock a slight edge to maybe that that was the case you were making, right, where just the system he plays in is is a little what? A little easier to play in than Dak's system? Dak's doing it. I wouldn't say it's easier. I I just think think San Francisco has – they have more than Dallas. Dallas doesn't have have as much stuff. Okay, That, that is true. Now, I'll throw this at you, and you can take it or leave it. Pro football focus, I have a lot of respect for them. Sometimes they come up with some wacky evaluations. But in this case, they evaluate and grade Dak as the number one quarterback in pro football, and Brock Purdy is all the way down at 12th. Is that fair? Again, they don't provide any breakdown for it. They just have Brock graded as the 12th best quarterback. Should that give Dak an edge? No, that's just one site's evaluation, whatever their analysts come up with. But right now, I I would, just because Brock outplayed Dak badly head-to-head, I would give Brock a slight edge, just a slight edge. But Dak, you guys keep bringing it up, opportunities galore. It's like you're going to get to see Dak against Jalen. You're going to see Dak against Josh Allen up in the cold in Buffalo, and you're going to then get to see Dak against Tua in the heat down in, the, what is it, late December in Miami. Right. That, that, okay. but that's all important, all right. though. There you go. How do you respond yeah. in a moment of truth? Okay? How do you respond? Do you become a shell of yourself, or do you take the next step to where everybody goes, that's why they gave him the money. Mm. This yeah. is what he is. Yeah. Or do you... Somehow, Richard, go into a shell and you're back in this cocoon where you're like, eh. Right. I mean, that, that, it, it's, it's that time. I don't dismiss Jalen Hurts out of this just because he didn't play that well last week. He's got an opportunity where the world is going to be he watching I agree. to reassert himself right. this is huge. against the Dallas Cowboys, which I think he will. Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden... He leapfrogged back into that number one spot. He would, and then yeah. they they go I, to Seattle the I, next week. But go ahead. I think I I think if it goes to a quarterback and it doesn't go to Tariq Hill, I, I think it'd be hard to go to Lamar because Lamar just doesn't have the numbers right now. He doesn't have the touchdowns. He doesn't the the year he won MVP at fifty touchdowns. He had he had thirty six passing. Um, he had fourteen rushing. You know that that that's MVP numbers. He, he he I think he only has 18 touchdowns total on the season right now. So it's just numbers aren't really there. But I think if if it comes down to Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott, and all things are equal, well, head-to-head matchups gotta matter then. And Brock Purdy has outperformed both of them in head-to-head matchups and beat beat them handily. And if if you give Dallas the kind of credit that Skip does, they're supposed to have a really good defense. He shredded them. Philadelphia is still supposed to be a really good team. He went to Philadelphia and beat them really bad. They executed their game plan and did what they needed to do. So if it's between those quarterbacks and all things are equal at the end of the season, then I think it has to go to Brock Purdy for those reasons because head-to-head has to matter. Like, they play head-to-head. These teams, all three of those teams have played each other in head-to-head matchups, 
he's beat both of them and made it look like the other teams didn't deserve to be on the same field as him. So if you if you give it to somebody else over him and all things are equal, then it, it's like, what is the award really? All right. So, Richard, who has the better <clears throat> weapons, Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott? Uh, Brock Purdy has the better weapons. Um, Dak Prescott has a better offensive line. And so he's got better protection. There are times that, that, that Brock Purdy is under pressure, but he's making fast decisions. He's getting the ball out quick. He's, he's, he's processing. He's an above-the-shoulders quarterback. So Dallas Cowboys, they have an all-pro Hall of Fame guard. They have an all-pro Hall of Fame tackle. They have another good guard. Um, I mean, what, what are we talking about? We have an all-pro tackle and, and, and – uh, why am I, why Trent, am I Williams. Right Trent, now? Williams. Trent Williams. Yeah. Trent Williams. And Trent Williams. And, but, but outside of Trent, there's, there's a lot, a lot to be desired on this offensive line, and they give up consistent pressure. If you look at the pass block win rates, they're amongst the league's worst. And so when you put that into account, that has to put into account. Everybody talks about his weapons, but his offensive line isn't the greatest outside of Trent. And so you get, you get to these situations where you're like, man, Brock Purdy has all these weapons, and he's everything. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is overperforming. That's not necessarily true. He's protected very well. They hadn't given up a sack in three games before this Seattle game. Mm. Yeah, I think, though, I think, I think in this situation, Skip, I understand what Richard is saying, but, but Brock Purdy's going to get deemed. And he's going to get deemed a couple ways, Richard. He'll get deemed because what does everybody say? Everybody says he has a lot of weapons. Regardless of what you say about the offensive line, no matter what, when they start looking at Debo Samuel and Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and Kettle, yeah. and, and they start looking at that, yeah. then they go to the sideline and they look at the, the mad scientists walking up and down the sideline Everybody always says about the 49ers, he can put any quarterback in there and they can do that, right or wrong. Right or wrong. Yeah, I, but you, you, you've seen other quarterbacks get in this system and not perform this well. So that's, that's a false Yeah, you, you may be correct on the completion percentage and on the touchdowns and the interceptions in there, but when you look at the win totals, those other quarterbacks won games, and it just – it, it's, it's the voters that are looking at this and saying this. These are the people that are saying these things that he could install almost any quarterback because they're going to give a lot of the credit to Shanahan. Therefore, it's taking it away from Brock Purdy. Now, is that right? No, it's not necessarily mm -hmm. right, but that's what people do. Mm -hmm. They're going to give a lot of the credit to Dak Prescott because the only thing they're going to say about Dak Prescott is yeah, they got, he got C.D. Lamb. Ferguson's is young. He doesn't know this. They don't really have a strong running game. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. For half the year, we didn't so, know if we so, had a second receiver. So, go ahead. And they're going to no. – there you my, go. My question is, you didn't punish Montana and, and Steve Young I, for having Jerry Rice and John I, Taylor I and Roger Craig and, and Ricky Waters, but, but you're going to punish this kid. You didn't, you didn't punish them for, for having Bill Walsh, I mean, the godfather of, of West Coast offense, you didn't punish them. So, so again, I don't understand because you say they're going to give not, Kyle Shanahan. I'm not voting. I'm just telling no, I'm just you, saying, I'm, I'm just like making a Skip point. is you're saying a great point. about pro football focus, mm -hmm. Skip brought it yep. up. 
one to twelve. You're making a great point. That's eleven You're making a great point. between. They think it's better. But that, than Brock that, Purdy. There, there is no there is no assessment that they're basing that off of. He leads the league in completion percentage, yes. yards per attempt, the deep throw percentage. Like I mean, every everything that you can measure a quarterback truly on paper, he's pretty much leading the league but, in. So that's not something I'm respecting because you're not basing it off of anything on they're a football field. They're basing it on seems, something though. Yeah. Uh, Richard, they're, they're getting it from somewhere. Yeah, but it's not somewhere. anything that, that I, I, I can measure. The things we use to measure quarterbacks, he's along, among the league's elite. It is. And you so don't you have a vote. Hmm. No, I'm okay. not just making a point, but I do have a voice. So let me make the point. All right. Like, when you're not... Go ahead, Skip. Sorry. Well, last quick question, and just humor me this. It, it, it might be hard to quantify, but... Who's the better left tackle right now, Trent Williams or Mr. USC, Tyron Smith? Oh, Trent, Trent, Trent Williams by far. Ooh, that's 77, that big close, old dude. Close, man, man, I watched him the other day. Hey, he, man, did dude. you see that play where he blocked oh two on a on touchdown God. pass? Oh, my God, against Seattle, them dudes was quitting. That's all I'm going to say. That left side, no, that he, set back there, and just patting the foot. Oh, the man. The touchdown pass. To Cooks, he literally they took on a, a, a blitz, blocked one, and then blocked the other, and Dak released the ball. It was kind of crazy. Look, he doesn't move as well as Trent does. He does not. Still, he does Trent not. can pull I and agree. do a lot of, you know, he just doesn't move as well. Yeah. But if he doesn't have to pull and he just has to block at the tackle spot, yeah. ooh man, that big old robot is something special. <laughs> and he's a USC Trojan, by and the way. And he's a Trojan, and he's a cowboy. 